This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Hello and welcome to a very special Anfield Plus podcast featuring two people who are enjoying a summer they will not forget. My name is Paul Wheelock and we're delighted to be joined by Jamie Webster, whose brilliant rendition of Alley 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 was the soundtrack to Liverpool FC's run to the Champions League final. Hi Jamie. Hello. And we're also delighted to be joined by Dan Nicholson, who, whose boss night gave Jamie his platform and who, like Jamie, is just back from uh, accompanying Liverpool FC on the Tour of America and trip to Dublin. Hi, Dan, you OK? Hello. And finally, co-hosting this podcast with me is my Echo colleague, Paul Philbin, who follows Liverpool FC home and away and who was there the night that LA, LA, LA was, mm-hmm. was sung or chanted for the first time. We'll come to that night uh, in a moment. But before that, let's start with American and Dublin. How did it all come about and, and was it as good as it, it looks and sounded? I can answer... Yeah, it was as good and as looked at the sound, probably even better. But uh, I think Dan will be best to tell you how it all come about. Yeah, um, I think it was just after um, the success of Shevchenko Park, really. Um, I think it took a lot of people by surprise. It certainly didn't take us by surprise because I think we yeah. we knew you know, what it was going to be like and, and that beast what it turned into on that day in Kiev. But I think post that, the conversation just continued with the club. Um, there's a real positive feeling around what, what happened in, in Shevchenko Park and certain key people at the club were very keen to understand where else could we take this, you know, what 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 could this evolve into? Um, and the conversation continued in the days and weeks after after Kiev. Um, and the focus moved on to the, the US preseason tour and what involvement of any could could there be from from Jamie and, and Boss and uh, and how could we be a part of it? Um, and we had a we had a chat, didn't we? Yeah. And then the the invite soon followed. Yeah, and looking back now, we we've all watched it from back home. Here, there look so many great memories. First and foremost was, was one when Jurgen walked into the uh, supporters yeah. club <laughs> meeting. We've all seen your face. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, taking me by surprise like that was um, it was it was great just to see him because apparently he'd asked to come and see me, which was probably the best thing about it for me you know because he's actually said oh well I want to come and see that lad play and obviously the comments that he's made since have been great but just seeing him walk in there and just actually be there I mean Dan will agree with me when you see him and when you're near him he's got such an aura about him hasn't he and it's just like at the same time though he's so welcoming you know what I mean and to see him stood there pointing his fingers at me and like you know, get doing what he does on the sideline when he's urging the teams to play up and stuff like that. It was great, and the fact that I got to like explain what happened with the LA, 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 why you know what I mean, why we thought it was a special song and what we thought it could do for us. It was just great to be able to explain that to him, and obviously getting a clap hug. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see that giving out me and Paul, and Dan, we see that giving out week in week out when we're watching the players. But to to be on the receiving end, the one was great. You know what I mean? And I was. T- Still laugh, still laugh at the video. I cringe a little bit as well, like, but because uh, looking at my face, I'm just thinking, ah, oh, but it was, it was a boss moment for me, like, there he was. Yeah, he's just purely, um, he's, he's got this magnetism about him, and you see that, you know, on and off the pitch, and I think it's, um, it's attracting players to the club, both for us, but as fans, you know, we we experienced that as well, and on that Friday night in Michigan. You know, Jamie experienced it. Yeah. It was great, but but knowing that, you know, I think the way that video went viral, like we, we put it out ourselves. You know, yeah. soon after then, LCTV did the little little clip, and there was just millions and millions and millions of people seeing that and and feeling that same warmth 
I mean, he's, he's a very special man. Yeah, it's just even like when you see him, like that night he had a drink with his with his <coughs> coaching staff and his PA and nutritionist and stuff, and he was just sat on the main road near enough to like the hotel where it was. He was just there, right? They had a couple of security guards around him, but it was just he was just sat there like a normal fella. And as we walk past, he's waving to everyone. You know what I mean? It's just. You don't get that with any other manager. You, you know, every other manager's locked away, hidden, doesn't want to talk to everyone, takes himself really seriously. He doesn't, you know. You, you see the, the clothes he wears on the touchline and stuff like that. He's just he's just there because he loves it at the same time, you know. And it's he, he just fits the mould perfectly for everything that's going on in the club with the fans and everything at the minute. I think it all stems from him. And it's to be, there, be around him and witness what he's like first hand. Because even when he comes in the airport... He goes over to all the, the non-Melwood staff and he's just sitting and talking with them, having a laugh with the kit man and all that. He just seems like a really welcoming fella and it's it's great to have him here and it's great to be around him. Definitely, because what you were saying there, you were up close and personal, weren't you, with the Liverpool, mm. not just the first team and Klopp, but the, the whole operation, the yeah. whole staff over there. You were very much part of the team, weren't you, for that for that whole week? Absolutely, and they welcomed us like we were members of staff. You know, it was a real privilege to, to be on that tour. And and the way they accepted us and and treated us was was immense. And um, and that feel good factor isn't only in the dressing room. Do you know, it goes right the way through the club. Do you know, every single day on that tour, we were witnessing things that that were just really inspiring yeah. for us. And, and I'm really excited for this season. Yeah, definitely. It's just even between like the camera lads for LFC TV they laughed the day out with each other as they were getting about the day they were worked really hard everyone worked really hard there from start to finish but you know they're all they're just having such a great time doing it and it's just great to see because this is Liverpool Football Club let's not forget this is a worldwide well franchise in some ways you know what I mean mm. obviously it's a football club to us and we love it but when you think about everything that goes into it now to, to be a worldwide respected football club. It is, it's a big business and to see people just going about the day the way they were and like Dan said, the way they were with us, everyone's like stopping you, How, how's it going here, enjoying the tour, just five, the five seconds of courtesy to go so far, everyone was giving us it and it was, just, we, we did, we, I, I had to stop myself a few times and just think, is this really happening, is this really the way it is, this is unbelievable, it was just spot on I can't thank the club enough for, for what they've done for us and well, yeah, go sorry on. I was just going to say and, and you know in terms of like our involvement it was it was said on numerous occasions that this is the very first time the football club have ever done anything like this mm -hmm. with with people like ourselves we were the only people on that flight that yeah. didn't work for the club, I was going on expecting to see some of your colleagues mm. on the Echo yeah. on there, or <laughs> none of that, um, yeah, or, or you know, some sponsors, partners, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but it went. It was just Jamie and I, and you know, I've got huge respect for the club for the trust they they put in us, and hopefully we re we re we repay that back. And um, whilst we were over there, in terms of their expectations, but there's such a feel good factor in the club at the minute. And it's really inspiring as we yeah. go into the new season. Um, how that can rub off on the pitch because it, it will like count for something. I think you know if you compare yeah. it to our old friend Jose yeah. down the M62, and and you know the, the source of discontent yeah. and and the negativity that we're that we're seeing in the press, and mm -hmm. uh, what's coming out of Old Trafford at the minute, it's the opposite end of the scale. Yeah, of us. 
every other team seems to be worried about who they're bringing in and who's going out and you know we're just looking forward to get going now you know what I mean and, and you can see that within the players you can see it within the fans everyone's just raring to go and I think you know even with Everton are we going to sign a couple of more players is is, is Pickford going to you know Chelsea going to yeah. come in for Pickford everyone's still in uncertainty besides City you know what I mean but City obviously we, we showed City in them two two games in the Champions League. City don't have what we have. City don't have what we have. No other team in in the top flight has the relationship now. I think between fans and players and managers and and everything going on, it was just like it's it was brilliant to be on the inside yeah. and witness it. Yeah, I, I don't think we've ever been in a better place when it comes to the club, yeah. the players, and the relationship. Yeah with the fans um, I said this a couple of times now but if you think back to to Athens 11 years ago 2007 mm-hmm. get beaten in the European Cup final we walk out that stadium and people fighting each other literally fighting each other and for me this was the start of a few years of our fan base not being very nice you know it was the start for me of the sort of scouts out of town thing you know when it well not start but that's when yeah things were really really tense within within the fan base and obviously then we had the whole hicks and gillette thing which you know didn't didn't help uh, at all fast forward 11 years 2018 when we walked out to kiev it's a totally totally different atmosphere people felt as one there's this real enjoyment you know i think the fact that like to Jamie and that Scouse culture was front and centre beforehand really helped things but it was much more than that as well there's something really inclusive at the club at the moment where everyone feels a part of it that's really good you know and to say we're going into this new season that's got to be worth something yeah. on the pitch as well yeah it's really yeah. exciting bring Paul into it you were in Kiev weren't you mate you've watched the American tour from back yeah, home yeah. like the rest of us do you go along with what Jamie and Dan saying about that kind of one club kind of ethos at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Between the manager, the players, the fans, and even you know, up in at the boardroom level, it's crazy. And oh, the past year, Liverpool fans have shown that they can get their team over the line, like City and Roma in the Champions League, are like two examples. But if you've got a quality squad, the togetherness, like in the squad, along with the fans. And manager, uh, it just feels like like it's a force that can't be reckoned, like messed with, um, and hopefully like the positivity is continuing into the winter months and obviously into 2019 with the squad battling up at the top of the table. But going back to Kiev, as Dan's just said, like coming out of that ground, I think everyone wanted August to be there, going again, and <laughs> in the booze and that around Kiev after the game, you'd think Liverpool had won the European yeah. Cup. For the days after as well. Yeah, yeah. It was people on the streets one there partying, singing a lay a lay Yeah. I can remember seeing Real Madrid fans getting on a coach to go back home with like pillows and like there's a load of Liverpool fans. <laughs> <Shaking> <laughs> <the coach laughs> <on the house>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, yeah. Everyone in the club and the fans seem really happy and singing yeah. off the I, same I, same hymn sheet yeah in in more ways than one because as we saw mm-hmm. over over in the states and in dublin this weekend you know the fans are raring to go and mm-hmm. we were in charlotte the first night um on the tour there's 1500 liverpool fans in front of us bouncing up and down mm-hmm. singing lay 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 singing all the other songs you know into you, you would have thought we just won the european cup that night yeah. Yeah. never mind 
we're playing a preseason game and you know in in the middle of America. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. And then fast forward to New York before I even started the gig. They were singing the Rotterdam song, yeah. you know the half an hour song. This is like the crowd singing it, weren't they? Before yeah. I'd started, they even they were even singing an Oxlade Chamberlain song that, that was made up on our coach yeah. after <laughs> West Ham, <laughs> just like as a little bit of a sing along to a Celtic song that a few lads had been singing. It was made up as a laugh. A video got out for that, and they were singing that song, and I'm thinking that was just our fifty lads who made that up on the coach. You know what I mean? How have you? How's it got to use? You know what I mean? It shows how much, like, like you're saying, they want to be, they want to be involved in the culture and they yeah. want to be part of it. And the club had really begun to recognise that. I think that was part of, you know, yeah. getting us involved in in the pre-season tour. These fans are desperate to get involved in that Liverpool culture. Mm-hmm. So Peter Moore's um, statement of or, or vision, mission, purpose, whatever it is around um, local heartbeat, global pulse. You know, we saw that in action on the tour, they want to be a part of this. There is no divide between, you know, scousers, old towns, that kind of thing. It really isn't where you're from, it's where you're at. Mm, yeah. And these mm. fans want to want to be there, so by singing the Hoffenheim song, um, you know, they, they want to be a part of it by getting all the videos, you know, they, they want to experience what, what the match goes here in Liverpool are going through week in, week out. And I think that's fantastic. I think it's fantastic for us as fans that they want to be part of it and ultimately for the club it's a good thing as well because mm-hmm. whether we like it or not if we want to buy 65 million pound goalkeepers we need these fans engaged and we need them buying into the club literally and I'd rather have them buying into the club whilst waving a red and white bar scarf singing LA 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 than you know in whatever other way yeah um, I said a few times um, or, or you know I observed when, I was, when, when we were on the tour the um, I think if, say you're, you're a fan in the US and you support Man United, you, you're probably supporting the name, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world. If you support Manchester City, you're probably supporting the probability of success, the likelihood that you're going to win a trophy. If you support Liverpool Football Club over in the US, yeah, you're supporting both of those factors. But just as much, if not more, you're buying into the fans, you're buying into the flags, you're buying into you'll never walk alone, you're buying into everything that goes with it. And I think, you know, that's something that the club have, have finally realised. And it doesn't have put us in a good place. Yeah, it does. It puts, like, the fact that this is, like I said, I think everyone in the world now wants what we have. You know, speaking in terms of Liverpool Football Club and the culture and them. You know, boss night and everything else that goes with it—the flags, the the colours on the cop and stuff like that—and it's just like Dan said, it's great that the club are recognising it, and it's f- unbelievable for me that I seem to be right in the mixer of it. You know what I mean? And because it's from, like uh, like Paul, I I go follow Liverpool everywhere, and you know I've spent silly amounts of money following Liverpool over the past five <laughs> six years, silly amounts of money around Europe and everything else. You know. And it's just great. It, it's a dream for me to be uh, with Dan, who give me my platform and all of this experience, and it be feeling like we're actually on the inside. It just feels like all the hard work over the years and everything's just paying off. But not only for me, the the fact that people are, are happy that this is going on, it seems to have settled so many people. Like the the levels of support that we've had from the scouts, scouts who go to the game. The fact that the club are letting us do this, they're winning so many points with so many people, and like it, 
as I say, it's just a, it's it's a dream come true for me to be involved in it. Let's talk a little bit about you. You've been doing it for a number of years, but it's really taken off, hasn't it? This past season, going into this season, when did you start playing music? When did you start well, getting involved with the Boss Nights? I start. My mum always wanted me to play an instrument, even when I didn't want to play an instrument. You know what I mean? So I played a little bit of like classical guitar between the ages of maybe six and ten. I think when I went to senior school, I put it down. Two years, three years into senior school, I discovered Oasis. You know, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Obviously, I can play the guitar a little bit, so I started teaching myself a few chords to sing and come. When I was about 15, started just playing in my room and took my mum and dad to pop their head in and say, hey, that's quite good, that, you know. And obviously, getting the confidence then to do it and do it. I was in bands when I was like 16, 17, but it was never really for me because, well, at the time, the, the, the way you were in the bands, there were so many people. I was into going to match. Other people were into listening to Queens of the Stone Age and you know, being seen kids and stuff like that, and it just didn't go the right way. So I, I stuck with the match, but started playing acoustic covers. Yeah. But I was still very shy of, you know, people, I didn't know what the lads at the match would take it, because, you know, when you go to the match, and when you first sort of enter that environment of following Liverpool on one away, you know, you think, this is like a men's club, this, you know what <laughs> I mean, sort of thing. And But it, it couldn't be further from the truth once, you, once, you, once you've been there a couple of weeks, and... The lads started, a couple of the lads on the coach seen videos of me and were like, that's brilliant, that, you know, you should, you should speak to the lads who do boss nights. And me, he's like, what's that? Well, do you know the boss mags? Oh, yeah. Well, he basically, they put gigs on and a few singers go down, I reckon he'd have you on. So, I got in touch with Dan, I think it was, what, May 2013, after we played Everton, went down to Oscars with my guitar, and played about five or six songs on it. Just like, not on Liverpool Football Club base, just like what Boss Mag was all about, Boss Night was all about, you know, just that sort of music from that sort of culture, you know, like you're talking the jam, you're talking the Stone Roses, you're talking the Beatles, you're talking the Coral, things like that, just a couple of songs like that, just to see how it went down, and went down really well, and then fast forward to next season, it was the Brendan Rodgers season, I think, of the title 13, 14. Yeah. yeah and then obviously songs breathe with success so when I'm playing singing songs to get Jordan Anderson one come out to Simon and Garfunkel and then that was like a sort of foot in the door with the club and with fan base and social media getting hold of it and then obviously I'll let Dan take over from here like how it <laughs> went but it exploded didn't it yeah well <laughs> you know we, we where the um the one shame you were referring to then took place in sound on, yeah. on Duke Street but we we've seen how could we that? I think the day that um, Duke Street got shut down by, by the riot police as a result of, yeah. of yeah. one of the events. People uh, falling out the windows yeah. and stuff like that. It was we absolutely so, bizarre. Yeah, I think we all sort of realised actually we need a new home. And after that, <laughs> we, we went to went to district ran by um, Jane Casey um, on, on the edge of town, the Baltic area. And that's sort of become our, our home now. Um, it's, it's a warehouse. It's a bit out the way, which means... You know, a gathering of young football lads or mainly young football lads. Yeah. Um. It, it's easier. It's easier to do it. Um. Out there. Um. So. Um. Well, I think you know to continue Jamie's story there. Jamie went up and up the bill. Um. Our format is we we normally have three, four, or five artists to get up, mainly do covers, the kind of thing that you'd want to listen to after the game. Because essentially that's what what our nights are about. The nights came out of um, a now 
deceased football fanzine called Boss Mag, um, which was started back in 2007 um, and ran for for um, nine years or, or so, mainly covering Liverpool FC away games, music, the city in general, that kind of thing. Um, the nights were born out of that, mainly because we had nowhere else to go in town. We felt that there was nowhere really, um, really sort of where we could go. You know, I think the hardcore of Liverpool FC home and away lads, you know, over the years have had a couple of places to go in town. Um, not so long ago it was Ned Kelly's that sort of shut down and mm. we ended up getting to a situation where like, I don't know, where are we going to go now? So we decided to try and create this platform, this place for people to go and that, I think that's all it was, a platform um, in the <coughs> ethos and a mag um, as it was when we started back in 2007 as as a written fanzine we said well maybe we can give a chance for, for young artists to, to get up and, and play and, you know. Yeah, like obviously I'm, I'll say I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand times before. What like these lads have possibly done for me? They give me confidence. You know what I mean to to do it. You know when you go into these places and you're singing, and you know two hundred at the start of your mates are singing back to you. It's great, but then you're moving up, and, and then there's four hundred, five hundred. But as you say, if it, it fills you with confidence, but these lads obviously moving me up the bill. Because there are some really good musicians who play far more talented than me. But I think what fits the bill for me is I'm one of the, the audience at the same time. If I wasn't a guitarist, I'd be stood there in the audience. Singing back. Exactly. So, and obviously knowing a load of the faces through going the game, it just, it gelled for me really well. And like, I, as I say, I wouldn't have half the gigs that I do around town now because everyone who hires me says, oh, I've seen you play these boss nights, Wedding, weddings, christenings, whatever. Every People who phone me, it's always I've seen them boss night videos they're unbelievable them and I'm an Evertonian you know what I mean but I'd like you to sing you know stuff like that it's 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 crazy and I can't thank the lads enough and hopefully now with what's gone on in the past three four how many months has it been since I don't I can't I I couldn't even tell you it's just LA 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 it's just ringing around my head you know what I mean before that was the most Salah song maybe Christmas time so say say this season Maybe towards Christmas it started spiralling, spiralling, and then once LA, 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 it's just absolutely rocketed. But hopefully from this now, you know, I've got, I do write my own music. I do, I, I, I love what I do with the, with the involvement of Liverpool Football Club and Boss Nights and my fans and you know, well, the Liverpool fans and everything else. But it is my ultimate dream to be a singer songwriter, you know what I mean? It's what I'd love to do. Obviously, I'm a full time electrician at the same time as doing all this, but. Like hopefully now the platform that these lads have given me and this is what they've done for me. These have given me a platform where I'm now in a situation to say I'm going to put my own songs out there because I know there's people who want to hear them. You've got an audience. Whether it goes well, whether it doesn't. If people like me, that's great. If people don't like me, they don't have to listen to me music, you know what I mean? But my music represents what I see and what I've grew up with and that's I think people will probably expect if they know me as well what, what my music's probably going to be like. But... At the same time, I will always, always have association with Boss Night because I, I want to make sure as well, you know, forgetting five, six years' time, I want to make sure if things have gone really well for me, I want to make sure that there's still a thirst for this young Liverpool fan who loves music at the same time to be able to get up and do what I do. And th- these lads, are, it speaks a volume for what these lads actually do because it's such a selfless, such a selfless thing what they do. They're all about the bigger picture and bringing people together 
and mm-hmm. that that's what Liverpool's all about for me. So you know, I do feel strongly about what these lads do, and it's it's great that they do. I, I've thanked them enough times. They always tell me not to thank <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Because they're riding it with me at the same time. We're all riding a big wave at the minute. But it is, and you know, it is a collective thing. It's very nice what Jamie said there, but. You know, this whole thing. You know, it's not. It's not about boss. It's not about me. It's not about any of the other lads yeah. involved. You know, it is just. It's about bringing it, people It's just together. like a, a collective thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not. You know, financially motivated with it. We're not looking to get our name up on lights and anything like that. It is just creating a platform for that Liverpool culture, for for what we do. Yeah. That's what the mag was all about at the beginning. The the, the reason I wanted <laughs> to start the magazine, all those years ago, was was to create a place where we could record what was going on. You know. We're going back now to 2007. The internet was around then, obviously. It was great back then. But there was no place to record what was going on at away games or at gigs or you know people writing about um, latest music releases or clothes or whatever it might be. But it's going to capsule culture here. And there's a real sense in the city that there's something good happening. But you post on the forum and it drops down to page yeah. four or five straight away. If you're lucky... You might get someone taking a bit of offence to it and telling you, you know, that's, that's not the right thing to do. That kind of thing. So for me, it was actually about reclaiming something back from the internet. It was about um, almost the antithesis of the internet. Um, it's ironic, really, because I, I work in the digital industry, so <laughs> you know, I should be a champion. But but um, but for me, it was about creating something, something physical, something black and white, something very raw, something that was a pound at the time, doing the first issues were photocopied. But it was something that could be picked up in 20, 30, 40 years' time. And someone can look back at that and say, oh, that's what my dad and his mates did yeah. back then. So it was never about selling 100,000 copies, anything like that. It's just creating that record. And I think with the Knights, you know, they're very much the same, the same ethos. If there's only 20 of us in, in a bar listening to Jamie play music, it would still be good. Because yeah. for me, you know, it, it's what we want to do. And, and you know, they say culture is what people do. And that's what we do, yeah. and it's just great that it's just exploded in yeah. such a way that it's actually going beyond the city limits. And we're standing there in Charlotte, we're standing there in New York New City, York. we're standing there in, in Ann Arbor, and people are into the music. And it's great that you know a billion-dollar-plus company like Liverpool Football Club, because that's what they are, and actually buying into it as well. I'm recognising it. Um, obviously, when we were over in the states, you know, Jamie was by far and away the headline act, but also in our remit. Um, and the purpose of us being there was to play some music and we got told to play Merseyside music yeah. so we loosely called it the Boss Mag playlist because you know, it sort of came out of the mag um, in what we do and you know that's bands like um, the Lars, the Coral, the, the Bunny Men it goes further afield, Stone Roses, Oasis New Order goes further afield again, The Clash, The Jam, The Specials, all that kind of thing. You know, that's what forms our, our matchday culture. That's yeah. what when you get on an away bus to the game, that's what you listen to. When you come to one of our nights, that's what's on. If you go to a good, good bar in town, that's the kind of music you hear. And we got told by the club, play that. Yeah. And don't change. Yeah, yeah. yeah and don't, don't compromise. And a few people did say to us, oh, do you know, getting into bed there at the club. And our answer is, they haven't asked us to compromise on a, on yeah. a single thing. Yeah. It's exactly what we do back home they asked us to do in the states and it went down well yeah, exactly. I mean New York City every single song people are like hey, do you know yeah. really played, excited I played one of my own songs in New York City which is about Liverpool and people were dancing to yeah. you know what I mean mm. and it was just like what you know what I mean this is <laughs> like a scout song basically you know what I mean it was it was 
was great. And like and people saying, oh, you know, you don't want to get in bed with the club, stuff like that. They haven't seen what we've seen. And I'm not being funny. Anyone, anyone in the world who's been offered to travel on a pre-season tour with the heroes who they follow every week to do events with Ian Rush and Robbie Fowler and Sammy APA, you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone would snatch at that. Well, or they, they put us up in a hotel. We had our own room with two beds in. You know, we had three seats on the plane lying there. We didn't go into an airport. We were in an hotel all the back ways, like police escorts to every hotel. I don't know anybody who would turn that down. Anybody. Sounds so, like quite the opposite to Kiev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we've done at the same time. We've done the roughness. We were to get to Kiev. Yeah. I come. Sorry, I come from Poland. I stayed in a. What could only be described as a finker by the beach, <laughs> forty-five minutes away. You know what I mean? Eleven of us in there. It was. It. I just the way I see it, we're just a couple of lucky kids who've, who've worked really hard over the years. Let's not forget, I've played in gigs before to know people. I've had people walk up to me as I'm singing and tell me I'm absolutely terrible while I'm mid-chorus. You know what I mean? I've, I've been there and I've done it, done, done horrible things like that. You know what I mean? I, you get the rough with the smooth, and we stick into our roots because the club. Even though we're there with the club and uh, there's all this mix- misconception about them and us, we were there with the club and not once did the club, even Peter Moore, he done a tweet and he said, look at look at what Jamie Webster is doing tonight, powered by Boss Knight. No, he did not. He, he, that could have been so easy for the club's PR to, to get hold of that and say, look at this singer we've brought along mm-hmm. to sing our songs. You know, it wasn't like that. They were so, like... The way yeah, they, never tried, they, they never tried to claim we, anything no, or, you know... Yeah, there's just, there's I think, just respect and I think stuff. at most we were told for one family event in Michigan that because it was young kids and it was face painting and stuff like that we couldn't swear when we sang, we sang a lay a lay a lay no that's fair well, enough. Th- I got told that today when I played on L1 Park by the way which was absolutely brilliant what they're doing there again and that's another thing people are saying oh you know but they're not doing this at all well they actually are and I'm part of that as well I've just sang in between Ian Rush and Robbie Fowler doing a Q&A so loads of local fans with kids there with face paint on you know it's it's brilliant everything that's going on at the minute you can say people can say oh you know they're getting in bed with the club or not we're just trying to make the club what it is you know what I mean we're just trying to bring everyone along in the, in the right direction because the club believe it or not to you know any scousers who might be listening the club want to do things our way they really are trying the best to listen to us and Make us feel wanted, you know what I mean? As, as well as bringing by, let's say, bringing everyone from the outside in, rather than, rather than saying, you know. Basically, what I think it's gonna do is it's gonna want people to, when they come the game, when because it's inevitable that people are gonna travel to Anfield because we're a worldwide club. But you know, we, we can we can say what we like about this, but it's gonna happen. People are gonna come from all corners of the world. But maybe with what the club are trying to do now. Instead of sitting there with a selfie stick and taking 500 pictures, they're going to get the scar, they're going to bounce up and down, they're going to sing, they're going to contribute to the atmosphere because that's what they think you should do when you go to Liverpool. And that's what us and the club are both working on. And it's like, it, it does, it annoys me sometimes when, I mean, I know it was only a medial point that Dan made and I've got, <laughs> I've got about, about an hour on it, but it just gets me because we, we you know, you don't want to get in, we haven't got in bed with anyone, we're working together, you know what I mean? And, People will see that soon enough anyway. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, you know, the club aren't going to get everything right overnight. So there'll be some comments oh, about all tickets or about this. Do you know, the proof will be in the pudding over the next few years. Yeah. Do you know, the the current chief exec's only been here for, for a year. And I think we're seeing changes already. Do you know, I think from, from the ground up in the club, 
and over in Chapel Street, everyone is on the same page when it comes to this kind of thing. So I really, really do believe that over the next few years we'll see results after results after results for the fans. At the end of the day, you know, it is still um, this you know huge worldwide business. So you know they're not going to get every single thing right. But my message would be. Let's just see. Yeah. Let, let, let's see what happens. The, the fact that the fact that they're making the right the right steps to you know bring about what what they are doing, it, it speaks volumes for there's no no one else is doing yeah. that. No one else. And cares. I think for the first time ever, the club are bringing the city on board. The club are realising that we're not just Liverpool Football Club of L4. We are Liverpool Football Club of this city and everything that goes with it whether that's the culture of the city, the people of the city, the music, the waterfront, whatever it may be, we're all part of this together. And I think that's you know that, that's something that that's should case. really be celebrated, yeah. Just before we, we, we kind of wrap up, we've got to talk about LA, LA, LA itself yeah. and bring Paul in here because you were there at the Porto that night. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of recognised as the first yeah, night, isn't it, I, when it was sung on the, on the terraces? Yeah, well, I went stood with, on the terraces with Jamie that night, but... We both said the same thing. Yeah. Like there were the young lads were there on the concourse singing it, and I turned around to my mates was like, "It's good this, you know." Like, and then I can remember there in the ground when we were three four nil up, and not everybody got onto the words, but the LA 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 bit, people were joining in, and it was growing. But you five nil up in the European Cup. What was it last sixteen? And yeah. you've had a few. You're not going to concentrate taking in the words, and then afterwards. The video of Jamie after the Newcastle game is where it really took off, and I yeah. didn't speak there. Well, like Paul was saying there, we we were stood in the grounds and we had this seen it on the concourse, seen a few kids, and you know when I say kids, that you know the lads who written at about twenty six, yeah. but you know just like young frame of mind of people singing this song and it's the alle, 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 and you can you can hear it and you're like oh straight away because mm. I knew the Napoli song from it I didn't know Porto's song from it actually but I knew Napoli sung it and I've actually watched that Napoli video a lot of times because I've thought that's a brilliant song the way it's translated in Italian it's special as well but um, I was thinking I'm gonna make it I need to hear the words to this song properly so obviously you're watching the match you didn't like Paul said you're not taking in exactly what the words are but you're getting a feel for it, but maybe at the time there was under 200 people yeah. singing it, wasn't there? You know what I mean? And like you say, we're 5 nil up, you got to join in with every song. So the next morning, well, the same night for me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in the in the apartment, me and a few of my mates, and got the video up, because someone said, get that video up. That was the first thing, and I'm like, get that video up with them kids singing that. So we're watching it and getting no words, and my mate, Adam Cairns, like, you He's one of the most serious, angry, but loving Liverpool fans at the same time, you know what I mean? He, he pointed at me with the serious, like, serious, powerful tone as well. And it was, you need to get that song done on the guitar. You need to play that at your gigs. Because it was just after the most Salah one, so, so I was sort of already, people were watching videos of me and stuff. He said, you need to sing that as soon as you can. That can be our ring of fire. That can spare us on in Europe this season like that did. So obviously I went home. Anyone who plays guitar could work out the chords and that, you know what I mean? It's just obviously it works for me because I sing it with a lot of passion because I feel every word. And the two lads who wrote it, by the way, just to give them a plug and you know, credit to these lads as well, it's uh, Liam Malone and Phil Howard who wrote the words. They're really, really good lads, you know what I mean? Really good Liverpool fans. And, you know, they, they would, they're literally the salt of the earth people who would live and die for this club, you know what I mean? It, 
they're the fans who were there on the terraces week in week out and, they, and what, what a song they've made what a, what a monster they've created and obviously I just thought if I give it a bit of life and once I play it at the halfway house and more, more in particularly Boss Mag that it's going to rock it and Newcastle played it for the first time I think there was two ends of the pub who knew it and that then transferred to the whole pub knowing it and me playing it for about 10 minutes then the video went out by the time we went to Man United on the following Saturday everyone was everyone at was the seat 10 everyone, minutes 15 minutes <laughs> yeah, before it was, and it, was great, it, really. it, it had been born you know what I mean and then Boss night that night, it had its birthday. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was, it was like th- that was absolute. That's that one. Th- that rendition of it will never be, be never be beaten. Yeah, that was that was like the start. That was when everyone realised. Not only the song, in terms of the football, in terms of the whole movement that took on from then, we knew that was the start of it. Yeah, we, we uploaded that video the next morning um, to Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and it got millions of hits within only a few hours. They just exploded it then start getting ripped everywhere all those content pages start taking it down so you're probably talking tens of millions of people viewing it within with only within a few days and and it was great you know you know there's, there's smoke in the air and yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah i mean the atmosphere um i think you do well to to beat that oh, you know ever again that i have said some of them nights particularly that that's an atmosphere that you don't even get in the football ground you know what i mean when something like that is let's say born or given a birthday whichever way you want to talk about it that sense of togetherness that night in there it just happened as well didn't yeah it? It, was like it was just it, that's it with a lot of this you know, it's very very organic yeah this kind of thing um you know, jamie's never laid claim to, to that song no. and we as boss have never ever laid claim to anything like this you know this is all still coming from just ordinary fans you know like lads like us you know yeah, who, who go, go to the games yeah. and uh, and the likes of Phil and Liam there you know yeah they're made up that, that Jamie has been able to give it life and then yeah. we've been able to give it a bit of a platform to get out there but but it still does belong to the fans and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and same what happens within those four walls of the warehouse mm-hmm. you know we're not claiming that that's boss that does it because it's not yeah. we're just like yeah, opening the door to let to let people in but the people are letting in are basically our mates and yeah, lads yeah. and girls like yeah, us yeah. And like you know, people will say as well. Oh, like there's been a few comments as well. Boss wouldn't be this without the fans, or you know, it, you know, people are talked. You know, now when things start going bigger, you're gonna get negative criticism. But our answer to that is, boss is the fans. Boss is for the fans. That makes no sense. Of course, it would be nothing without the fans because it'd be the five of us stood in a warehouse <laughs> doing nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and and when we did release, yeah, um, LA, LA, LA just before the European Cup final, which you know was a very very quickly put together record oh, company God, release. And, you know, we're talking. You know, 48, 72 hours. Yeah. We, we got that together in. I'd just like um, to thank Lewis Berry as well for that because yeah. he helped yeah. us with that. Yeah. Um, but um, we, 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 we made a declaration, didn't we, that all the proceeds from it were going to go to the charity and now for others. Yeah. Um, we're still waiting for the first money to come through. And um, the way the record industry works, it takes 90 days for any figures to come through. So we've got no idea yeah. what that made yet. But every single penny that does come through. Is going straight to an yeah. for others. Yes, exactly, and the way the way we seen it, and the way we talked about it when we were talking about bringing it out there was: this is a song of Liverpool fans, so it's got to look after the people in Liverpool. It's not going to put money in our pockets because, you know, it's a collective thing. It wouldn't be that song would not be anything without the fans. So it was never it was a no-brainer for us that it was going to charity and a charity that deals so close to the Anfield area with poverty, which is rife. You know, and it was. 
it's it's fantastic, and I just can't wait until we walk into that office and give them that check, the check, and say, you know, well done. You know what I mean? And it's just like the people of Liverpool are looking after the people of Liverpool in my mm-hmm. eyes, and people from all over the world have bought it as well. You know, I mean, that's that's great. Well said. Also, must fill you with great pride and joy. You know, when what Jurgen Klopp said about the song itself, he he said recently, didn't he? That was a big part of our final third yeah. of the season. Yeah. You know, that well, must have meant a lot. It did, yeah. It did, it did mean a lot. Obviously, it, it it's. I still can't get me head around the fact that Jurgen Klopp's talking about me. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> uh, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm a full-time electrician. You know what I mean? So when I'm when people are saying, "Oh yeah." Even Robbie Fowler bumping into them today in Shavash Park asking me how Dublin was and that like they know what I've been getting up to <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's still crazy for me. Like and I, I think I've used that overused that word crazy, but there's no other word for it for me. I'm just at the minute I'm just riding a wave and enjoying every single minute of it. Is there any moments over these from Shevchenko Park? Maybe even before then for both of you where you've you've got to, got to pinch myself here. After Shevchenko Park, the euphoria that was circulating in my body after that gig was something I've never ever felt and I don't think I could ever be happier. I was looking at my dad nearly in tears and looking at myself nearly I nearly swelling up thinking about it, you know what I mean? And I think after me and Ian Rush had to walk home on the on the uh, <laughs> on the European store, we'd been out and we, he walked home with me about a ten minute walk home and I think I nearly fell out of the lift. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, and I had I, I was really heavily breathed and I was thinking I've just walked home with Liverpool's all time top, you know seen videos of this fella since I was six years of age you know the whole thing is there's been a couple of times where I've sat back and thought what is happening but I've been that busy now even since there's just been so many little things in between that I haven't really had a minute to stop and digest it all I've just there's other things now that are are potentially going to come up for for myself on boss nights and you know just you're thinking about them before you're thinking about what you've done, it's just always the next thing. And But I love that, you know what I mean? And I just hope it can continue for as long as. Yeah, there hasn't been a moment to stop and, no. and reflect, really. Um, but for me, you know, what happened in, in Shevchenko Park, you know, it, it, it was, it'll live with me forever. Um, it was the perfect day, and we didn't even win the European <laughs> Cup, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, and I don't think people will ever be able to comprehend that, that weren't there. And, and experienced it and, and having worked with the club on sort of bringing that together and sort of having a vision in my head of what it was going to be like I think to even exceed that on the day you know it was it, it was really really good um, but then you fast forward to like just this weekend and we did a show in Dublin, in Dublin and you know yeah I mean that was possibly our maddest show yet in terms of you know the, like the, the people there really. you know um, did he got it? The Irish got it. Mm. Yeah. It sold out in a couple of minutes when we put it on yeah. sale. Um, Not including the nights in district, obviously leading up to the Champions League, but definitely anything that we've done. Yeah, but I mean, probably not far off. No, not you know, far off. Do, do like, like, not. like did they? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it, was, it is incredible. It, there, but I think for us, you know, to be able to take this on the road and sell shorts in yeah. in a venue in in Dublin on a Saturday night. Uh, and to experience that atmosphere from start to finish, we started at nine eight nine pm on um, on Saturday night, and you couldn't wait to get in there, could yeah. they? And no. and the other two acts that were on here, and Malnew, Mark Frith, you yeah. know, they had the crowd in the palm of their hands, and then it's building up, building up, building up to to yeah. Jamie. Like you say, I've never 
obviously when I say I'm playing abroad and stuff like that, take care of the way obviously between America and everything else. I didn't expect the Irish crowd to be so like the district crowd, you know what I mean? Obviously, give or take a few factors, but it was really it was really pushing towards some of the nights you've had in district. Like yeah, and just to, to fa- the thing that was special about it obviously was we're somewhere else and it feels it actually felt like we were yeah. at home there. You know, that, like like Dan was trying to get her. I just didn't want to do any of the lads who've been going the bus nights for years in district any dis dis disheartened, you know, what yeah. I mean, by saying oh, the Irish topped them but it was it it was a really, really good show and even to be honest there was a load of lads who, who were regulars in Liverpool who yeah. went over anyway as well, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's just it's great to be to be able to do what we're doing now, and there's not just we know full well there's demand for more. Yeah, no. does, does it feel obviously on the pitch at the moment? It feels like it was the start of something, not the end of something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is that the same for you guys with your music, with boss nights? Because my my mates decided to get tickets for the uh, the Champions League final events, and yeah, no chance because yeah, the man is just, the way, it's just <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> isn't we it? We had we had like the main show in Shevchenko Park in, yeah. in Kiev, yeah. but we actually did a night here. Yeah. sold out yeah. for like one yeah. second. It was almost like a BT. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and then no one really talks about that. But you know, there was a big big thing that happened. <laughs> That happened here as well. Do you know, in, in terms of like what we're doing as boss over over the um, over the next few months, you know, it is going to be business as usual. In that we will do the occasional shows um, after selected games. You know, we've never ever been about the the, the quantity. We've never been about doing yeah. this. We're not going to be sticking it in week. people's faces every yeah. week because it's. I think that's what's good about it. The fact that people wait for the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the first one's going to be after Brighton. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in district. It's going to be free as normal. Do you know, a lot of people say, "I don't know how much is that? Do we get tickets?" Well, it's free. You just, you just turn up. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we'll continue to do that. In terms of what we do abroad, we know there's an appetite. You know, we've been inundated with Liverpool fans around the world saying, "Can you bring it here? Can you bring it there?" And you know, we're, we're looking at what's what's viable, what can be done. Um, everything that that we do, it does need to be right. Yeah. And if we get it wrong, people will tell us straight away. You know, you're doing that wrong now, and you know, we're happy with that. You know, it's a scouse thing, isn't it, to keep people yeah, keep, you grounded. keep people yeah. in check. Um, so we are looking at, at what can be done. But I think you know, if we've got a mission, it would be to to sort of take our culture to as many people yeah, just include as, as many possible, people as possible, and include as many people as yeah as we can. And if you don't want to be a part of it, you know, that's fine. But as we saw in, in the likes of Charlotte, when you're playing in front of 1,500 people... Yeah, a lot of people you know, do want to be a part of it. Yeah, so and that's, that's yeah, good. Who are we to take that away from them, you know what I mean? Like I say, I've said before, the world wants something that we've got. Now, why can't they experience it just because they're not from here? Or like, but they're doing things our way, you know what I mean? They're doing it. It's like if you move to a country, you have to adopt their culture, don't you? You know what I mean? You have to... You have to live by their rules and things like that. So it doesn't mean anything, you know. What I mean? It doesn't mean like it's a bad thing. It's just the way it is. So if people are wanna, people wanna do things how we do it. They'll do it how we do it, and there's, there's no problem with that because it's it's something that's been bred in Liverpool, and it's been taken to the, well, hopefully, you know what I mean, the corners of the world. And why is that? I just I can't see how it's a bad thing because it's it is ours, but. It will always be ours, but the fact that so many people can get involved in it at the same time—that's that's great. It's and brilliant. You know what? It's 
it's a load of fun. Yeah, well. yeah. You know, there's nothing it's wrong what, with this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what like, football should be as yeah. well. Yeah. Fun. Don't take yeah. it too serious. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it like Dan said. Yeah, it's just a, it's a great time for everyone. You know what I mean? Just the final one before we let you go. We've had you a long time, lads. Talk about the football very quickly. Hopes for this season. Confidence. Um, excited. Do you know? I, I wouldn't want to build us up on a pedestal and say we're going to win the league. But what a great pre-season we've had in terms yeah. of you know everyone getting a good run out. Almost everyone really impressing. Though I think the manager's happy with with the business with the people he's he's brought in. Um, I think we've solved one of the the big issues in the goalkeeping problem. Do you know? I think we'd all be dreading it. It'd be a different story if we were going into Sunday, yeah. um, worrying about Carrius. And I think you know. Um, I think with Carius, by the way, I think a lot of people have been incredibly unfair on the lad on, on social media. Yeah. Do you know, obviously what happened in the European Cup final is desperately unfortunate and disappointing and upsetting and it will live with him forever. Um, but I, I don't think people had to go as far as they did on social media. But the fact that as a club we've been able to act, solve that problem, yeah. there's no reason why going into West Ham on, on Sunday and, and that run, the first run of you know, four or five games we've got, there's no reason why we can't win every one of those games. Yeah. Well, we're going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, listen, like I said outside before, I think you know you you win some sort of silverware, but that's not even for me. I don't think we, you know, for me personally, if we if we chal- if we're challenging for the league within the last three four weeks of the season, that's a step up. And again, a European run. You don't have to win the thing. You know, it's it's a, it's a very very prestigious competition. You can't. Can't always win every game in Europe, you know what I mean? But there's nothing to say we can't because we've, I think we've built on yeah. last year, haven't we? But at the same time, win a domestic trophy just to shut the critics up, you know what I mean? Win the, go and win the Carlin Cup, go and win the FA Cup. Uh, it's, uh, it's easy said than done, but you know, something like that. But like I say, for me personally, another solid season in Europe, semi finals, final, win the thing. Or even that, you know, say it doesn't work out in the first few weeks, even if you go and win the UEFA Cup, get, you know, I think the European pedigree's there and I think we'll be fine in Europe, but just to check, just to give City a run, let City know that it's not going to be plain sailing for the next five years, that we, we're there, let them know we're back, we're, we're, we're challenging, we're, you know, sounds cringy, but we're Liverpool, we're, just to make, just to let everyone know that we are, we're a big team again, we're a big force to be reckoned with, that's good enough for me, that's more than good enough for me. But I think if if anyone's going to give City a run this year, it's going to be us. I just think from what we've seen within the club, from what we can see on the pitch so far, and the steps that we've made to credit, you know, eradicate the errors of last year. The thing is that that's always bothered me with Liverpool. We've always had a good starting eleven, near enough, give or take a few seasons. We've always had a good starting eleven, but once that mould's broken. We found it really hard for players to step in and create the same effect. But I think with what we've done in the transfer season, transfer window now, the competition between players alone is going to be good enough to have people on top of the game. And like you say, if the fans can can kick on like we did, bring that Anfield atmosphere back like we have done this season, and you know let everyone know that Anfield's back, Liverpool are back, and that's good enough for me. I just think I, I, I think we're more than moving in the right direction, and just can't wait to get started. 
Well, Jamie, Dan, thanks very much for, for coming in and spending time with us today. Really enjoyed it. And big thanks to, to Paul as well. He's organised and it was his idea, this podcast. Hope people who are, are listening and enjoying it and hope people who are going to the Blood Red event, you're going tomorrow, aren't you? Dan, yeah, on yeah. Wednesday night, you'll be you'll be there with James Pearce and, and Fitzy and a few others. I'm forward to it. Good stuff. Thanks again, lads. OK. Thanks very much. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.